the recording totally stopped you from watching it's... that video, you're definitely not still watching no, it. No, I'm not. <laughs> Can't you just let a woman watch Facebook videos and then bake it for her roommate? Cat's oh, angry. <laughs> hey, Cat's here, everyone. Hi. Much like last time, she spoke before we could introduce her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's okay. None of us do. I do. No, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. We'll All fake about it. talking with confidence. Fake it till you make it. We know exactly what this podcast should sound like. It's our 12th episode. We're really getting it <laughs> we down. We should be on track a little you bit. You would think. <laughs> um, but we are here today talking, obviously, about some great survival stories that I'm stoked about. Yeah! Yes. We are not true criming it up this week because it's not time. <laughs> we did that last week. Yeah. Quit the it. last two... Two, week, two weeks ago? I can hear a couple people getting salty already. But yes, we do We do um, true crime stuff every other episode. So this is one of our off eps when we're just sort of talking about general survival stories. Some cool shit. Yeah. That's they, pretty awesome. Yeah, they are pretty rad. I'm really excited to hear about Emily's, but mine's pretty awesome too. We were talking about real stuff yes. that actually happened to people that seems almost too unbelievable to be true. Totally. Completely. I think, like, we don't have much of a theme beyond that, like, except that, like, maybe this shit seems a little bit like it shouldn't have happened at all. Some dope-ass <laughs> shit happened and, like, they're waiting for their Lifetime movie sort of thing. Like, I'm surprised this is not a Lifetime movie. It um, might be. It might be. I know is it's James a book. Franco in it? James Franco is in everything. He's everywhere. He's here in the room with us That's right now. That's terrifying. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be the adult in this. This is dumb. I don't like that. Wow. <laughs> we don't want skippers. <laughs> That's true. Hey, do you know, this is actually going pretty well, though. If I get into my story, like, right now, we're only, like, a couple minutes in. That's oh, look way at you better go. than we've Look been. at you go. Go ahead. Get started. Look at you go. You're so good. Mm, I don't want to. <laughs> Fine. You don't want to? Then turn Just... around and look at the vacuum cleaner because I definitely accidentally vacuumed up a sock. Oh, yeah. It's in there. Oh, it's a very colorful sock. Yeah. Listeners, was, um, it's blue and pink and white, and it is all the way inside. I wasn't expecting it to, but it's a very powerful vacuum, apparently. Eureka! It's it, one of those. Better than Dyson. Yeah. It sucked up my better sock. Better than Dyson? That's what really? it says. I bet Dyson That's also sucks up socks. literally what it says. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried. Yeah, I mean... I tried not to vacuum up so, socks. That just kind of happened. What what, ha what happened to your dude? Was Did he get like his <laughs> balls in a vacuum? Or I'm trying to figure out how this is going to segue. Um, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I always try to segue, and it never works out. Um, hey, you know what's worse than sucking up your sock in a vacuum? Getting caught in a tornado. Yeah, but that's yours. <laughs> Spoiler alert! That's the end of the podcast. I'm about to tell you a story about a guy who survived... 438 days at sea. <laughs> that's, that's over a year. Yeah. If you yeah. recall how many days are in a year, that's more than that. Cat, how many days are in a year? <laughs> Don't do this to me. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Don't call her out like this. I'm pretty sure the days in the year aren't varied based on metric and the U.S. 365. Yeah. It's 365. Oh, my God. Go. I'm so glad you came <laughs> up with that number. I would have been really Ooh, worried. Almost <laughs> scary. Holy Nailed shit. It. Yeah, um, Kat is Canadian, but their That's, year is no, no, just no, as no. long as ours. No, no. <laughs> so there's no excuse. This isn't this isn't an I'm Canadian excuse. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> like I don't know what else to say at this point. <laughs> All right. 
So I'm going to tell you a story. Sit back, get cozy. Everyone has tea and or wine. It's wonderful. I'm the and in the situation. I have tea <laughs> and wine. Some bitches have both. <laughs> Some bitches have both. It's me. Our survivor's name is Salvador Alvarenga. Oh, uh, all the, what? Salvador Alvarenga. <laughs> he has a fucking dope name. Alvarenga. It's very good. I'm going to call like him Salvador. I feel like he should be selling me jewelry. <laughs> I like I like that his name is Salvador, and also he's from El Salvador. It's like oh. if my hey. name was Wisconsin. <laughs> like it's just a little bit much. Um, so, yeah, Salvador. He was a fisherman from El Salvador, but he was working in Mexico at the time that this happened. Um, so it is November eighteenth, twenty twelve. Not that fucking long ago. This is yeah, yeah. Um, so again, he's, he's working in Mexico as a fisherman. He works paycheck to paycheck. He's just kind of one of those guys who he'll work a day. It'll help him get enough money to live for a week. And then he'll just go to the bar. <laughs> like Fuck yeah. he's just living that life. He has, um, an ex-wife and a daughter who's like 14 years old, but he hasn't seen his daughter in two years. They don't live anywhere near him. He's just kind of a freewheeling dude. So. On November 18th, he sets out on a fishing trip. It's a pretty regular day, except that his regular fishing partner is unable to accompany him. So instead, 22-year-old novice fisherman named uh, Ezekiel Cordoba. I wanted to get... <laughs> I know, I wanted to get the uh, emphasis right. So Ezekiel, again, he's 22. He hasn't done a lot of fishing. He's looking to make some extra money. So he comes along with Salvador. They've never met before this day. Um, Salvador... Because this is literally the start of any storm movie ever. <laughs> I hope he, he heard there was a storm on the horizon, oh. but he went anyway. Oh. <laughs> because, you know, he's trying to get that skrill. He's on that paper chase. He doesn't really care that he's hearing about a storm. He thinks it's going to stay on the mainland anyway. Sure, sure. So they get about 50 miles out. They leave at about 10 a.m. They plan to fish until 4 p.m. the next day, which is a lot. Hmm. Cat put up a finger, just an FYI. Not great for audio. No, I wanted you to cut it because I thought I was going to sneeze. So I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm not cutting that. Oh, <laughs> my too God. Cute. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, again. Cordyceps and Salvador. Good job. Cordyceps. Those were all correct. It <laughs> <laughs> was all very good. Cordyceps. Let's, let's Cordyceps. not concern ourselves <laughs> with their last names. Corduroy. Corduroy. Yep. Ezekiel Corduroy. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it in one. Um, so anyway, Ezekiel and Salvador go out. Anyway, they get 50 miles off the mainland. They're watching this storm sort of stay on land. It's totally fine until about 1 a.m. that night when the storm hits them. Rip. And then it is decidedly not fine. <laughs> at all. Like, mm, this was a bad idea. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, so... First of all, just a little bit about the fishing boat they're in. It is the length of two pickup trucks, and it's like the width of a pickup truck. It's a pretty That's big pretty... boat, but it also is just a fishing boat. There's it's not a narrow like a boat, though. Do they for... call it a cockpit if it's on a boat? A boat pit. A boat pit for boats. <laughs> it's, where boats it's where boats live. It's where the boats go. Um, no, there's no like structure on top of the boat that you would stand in and steer. Nothing like that. It's just like a regular ass looking boat with sort of an ice um thing in the back i forget what they call it but it's just sort of sitting back there it's where you keep all the fish oh so yeah a ton of ice they've been catching fish this whole time so they've got a bunch of dead fish back there and like literally the rest of it's just open space so 
he's got a line out when the waves start coming in. They're crashing over the boat. They're tossing the boat this way and that. Water is getting in the boat. And Ezekiel is throwing the water back out of the boat with a pail as fast as he can, but it's still sort of... <laughs> that just seems, like, so counterintuitive. Yeah. But, like, with I mean... waves. I know. It's like, like a little, like a Disney do? cartoon. You have to bail or you're just going to go under eventually. Cause, right. uh, but it was going, it was coming in faster than it was going out. That's when you just kind of accept your fate. Wow. wow. Okay, so wow. hey, listeners, this is a survival. Emily podcast. just wants you to die. We need you to <laughs> not do not, what Emily no. is saying. Emily's just like, no, just take it. Actually, here's the thing, because like you're about to see two totally different like ways of handling this situation <laughs> from both of these dudes. And one of them is in Emily right now. So Ezekiel's freaking <laughs> out a little bit. <laughs> wow. He's freaking out. He's like, get us the fuck out of here. Um, so Salvador cuts his line, which is a ton of just like he loses a bunch of fishing equipment there. He, um, decides that they have to throw their entire catch overboard because, um, the weight in the back of the ship is like throwing them off. Well, that yep. makes sense. Um, yeah. So they toss all the ice, all the fish, their entire catch that was enough for like a week's worth of food and drink and all of that. So they just let it go. Um, and then they're bracing against the side of the boat at all times to keep the waves from toppling them over. They're still bailing. It's a really bad scene. About 15 miles from the coast, they're headed back in. The boat's motor dies. What because, the fuck? Because of course. Wait. It's <laughs> like, a lot of water. Like, could they, could they just, like, drive, like, away from the storm? Not if they're going against the current. Yeah. They're they headed- should be going with the current, but the storm's... It's all messed up. He's just trying to make a way through waves. He's trying to cut through the waves so that they're bouncing as as little as possible. And they need to push them through it. Right. Yeah. And they need that motor. They don't have another way of propelling the boat. It's too big to be propelled with oars anyway. So, like, that's all (laughs) they have. people. Get going. Right. Like, paddling. (laughs) Like, nothing's happening. It's a huge boat. Anyway. Get out and push it. Yeah. (laughs) Get out. Just (laughs) kick. Just kick. It's fine. They're sharks. They love it. Zeke. Zeke, buddy. Don't worry about it. Just just, just roll Just get out and push the boat. Hey, Zeke, bud. Could you? Could you help us out? Um, So, yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, But they do have a radio. So, um, Salvador radios his boss and says, by the way, we're stuck in this storm. We don't have a GPS. I don't know our position. MBD, um, we're going to die. Uh, yeah, our, everything is bad and very wrong and yeah. awful. He, the guy's like, drop an anchor. He's like, I didn't bring an anchor. I, we weren't supposed to have a problem. <laughs> like, um, Who goes out without an anchor? I deep, feel like he was that's... deep sea fishing, so he didn't think like an anchor doesn't reach to the bottom. He just didn't think it would be a problem. Yeah. So I thought ships like came equipped with anchors. Fishy 101. Yeah. Well, you go Salvador's... out for the fishies. Salvador doesn't give a shit about your rules. Bring Emily. an anchor just in case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the future, I think anybody listening to this should be like, yes, I will, this I will bring, survival an anchor. Tip, bring an anchor. I'll bring a GPS, too, so I can yeah. tell people where I am. <laughs> and not um, just your cell phone. So his boss says they're coming to get them. And the last thing Salvador gets to say into the radio is, come now, we're getting really fucked out here. And then the radio breaks, too. Like, word for word? Yeah, that's translated. The, that's the, right, translated from, from Spanish. <laughs> but that's a quote. Come now, we're getting really fucked out here. It's a very, very bad scene. Now they don't have oh, a radio yeah. either. Yeah. And that's the last time he's able to talk to land or anybody talks to them. So no one finds them. And this storm continues for five days. Five days. Which is like a really long time, that's a right? Really long. That's a big storm. It's a really long. I want very big storm. To like eat so Zeke. 
No. So for fuck. Is there cannibalism in this? No, but it's a, it gets kind of gross, but it doesn't get that gross. <laughs> I would have probably warned you by now. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, so five, it's five days of them alternating between bailing out the boat and huddling together in this like emptied out icebox for warmth as they're just getting drenched and constantly tossed about and in danger of capsizing at any moment for five days. Um, they do make their best efforts. They make like a sea anchor out of buoys. I guess it like, it helps stabilize even though it doesn't go below the sea. Mm -hmm. Um, but regardless of all of that, the storm sends them very far out to sea. By the time the storm ends, they are 280 miles offshore. Oh shit. There's ocean in all directions. Yikes. (laughs) And I just want to say really quick that this is my literal fucking nightmare. Like, I'm really afraid oh, of no. super big waves. Like when you see one like kind of coming up over your head, that's the scariest thing in the world. The second scariest thing is looking out on all sides and only seeing ocean and having no idea where Dude, you are. It's we're so both scary. talking about like really big fears. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause like Although this I one, also, I was like, Oh God, no, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I had like an anxiety attack going out on the deck when we were on a cruise mm. and there was, nothing yes anywhere and it's like oh my god it's terrifying like you just have to hope like i hope somebody knows where we are this guy with a hat seems to figure it out right salvador and ezekiel decidedly did not know where they are sure was it a hurricane do you think it could have been like just a tropical storm i think well you know i heard them use the words tropical storm so it was probably a big something like that but did not reach the level of hurricane as far as i read so pretty much immediately ezekiel's not thinking it's a great he's situation not okay. yeah he's not okay mm, he's maybe like maybe i want to change jobs if i get out of yeah. this alive yeah he's mm. like we're gonna die we're I gonna came die out for some easy money and look at me now right exactly like he's you know the thing is that's probably like a practical thing to think yeah you might totally die is it helpful no <laughs> yeah so salvador is on top of it though he's like don't think that way we're gonna be found let's just concentrate on what we need to do right now we've talked about like survival as a state of mind yeah when you're going through something sort of long and difficult you have to be super optimistic ezekiel's not that guy (laughs) just just a warning he's not our optimistic dude um so but salvador does everything he can to sort of keep things light and keep them figuring out how to not starve good old salvi right (laughs) good old salvi figuring out how to make sure they're not dehydrated So that is their first problem. They're super hungry and they're super thirsty. There's no food or fresh water, obviously. Um, Salvador eats his own fingernails at one point. (laughs) Yeah, before he figures out how to catch some like super like sort of bony, not a lot of meat on them, but these fish that are up toward the surface. He figures out how to just slap his hands together at the right point and catch these fish. Well, you've got a lot of time to kill. Yeah, pretty soon. Like he's not good at it at first, but like he has so much time that he eventually pretty much masters it. And they're eating these like tiny strips of meat off of these fish i'm sorry can we go back to the fingernails <laughs> no let's not we're not going back to the fingernails know, move d- on move you on you ever been so hungry you want no. to eat your fingernails we're moving on me neither we're moving past the fingernails <laughs> we are not Holy talking about that shit. yeah dude it's real bad but you know they've got this fish now they're doing what they can um salvador also starts drinking his own urine at this point sure because yep. i mean he's just like what the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah. And he's like, Ezekiel, you have to do this. Ezekiel's super grossed out by everything that's happening. Just an FYI. Yep. So a few, but after a few days of this, of them just sort of scrunching whatever they can. So they don't literally just die on this hot, empty boat in the middle of the ocean. It does finally start to rain. 
And Salvador, because he's the best, has come up with a system to collect the rain. So they've got bottles that they have found floating on the ocean that they've picked up and just kept. Good and they've job, got litterers. buckets, right? Hey, save this dude. Um, they've got buckets, so they collect as much rainwater as they can. They know they have at least as much for a week if they're really good at rationing. And also they're just like literally letting their mouths stay open as they look toward the sky <laughs> like ah i would do that <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah they're doing okay um side note uh they do also f- eventually start catching turtles that just sort of hit the side of the boat <laughs> and um so yeah they it just there they eat that meat raw gross mm. super gross and even grosser they mm. drink its blood oh yeah. and apparently turtle blood is kind of coagulated like it is oh. not super liquidy no. yeah That's awesome so ezekiel's like this is fucking disgusting That's so awesome yeah but salvador because he's the best dude like salvi's those... the fucking my man he, salvi right i know he's the best guy he like, he cuts up the meat, like, super thin and serves it in a turtle shell, too, and, like, tries to make it seem as palatable as mm. humanly possible, mm-hmm. just so that Ezekiel will eat, because, like, again, the guy is just killing it right now. So they spend weeks like that together. They're just scavenging whatever they can on the water. Sometimes they'll find trash that has food in it, and they'll eat that. Like, sure. anything. Yeah. They catch birds that perch themselves on the boat and eat those. And they're collecting rainwater over time, too, whenever it rains. But also, you know, they're just drinking their pee. You know, whatever you got to do. Yeah. It's pretty nasty, but they're doing it. Um, Ezekiel is not doing super good. He is, again, grossed out by almost everything that's happening. He has one bad bout where he eats a bird that had a poisonous snake inside of it. (gasps) And he gets really sick. Oh, shit. Yeah. He recovers. But, like, from that point on, according to the articles I read, like, he was just, like, fuck this like he stopped eating for the most part um he was definitely declining mentally and emotionally he was super yeah yeah. he was not interested in keeping himself alive he talked a lot about dying and like the stuff he wished he had done before he had left yeah they they both talked a lot about like how they wish they could have done more for their mothers and like if they ever get out of this they're gonna they're gonna make more money so their moms don't have to work anymore and yeah it's super sweet um but while Salvador is sort of constantly thinking of new ways they can get food and really pushing himself to make sure that they're surviving, Ezekiel's just sort of wasting away. Yeah. So after about two months at sea, Ezekiel's health takes a turn. One day he wakes up saying that he's dying. He can't swallow any water. And Salvador is begging him not to leave him alone. But unfortunately, mm. he dies. Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, that's the saddest part of the story, because this kid was 22 years old. Yeah. yeah. Holy he wanted, shit. Yeah, he wanted to go fishing for a day and <laughs> make 50 bucks. Yeah. And he, and then he died two months later at sea. <laughs> like, horrible. The kind of... But he lasted two months. That's I know. impressive. That already seems like a crazy amount of time to me. Yeah. yeah. To live on a boat with nothing, <laughs> like, just scavenging whatever. So, yeah, and it was actually kind of sweet. They had this part of some of the articles where they talked about, like, again, these two men had not met each other before they went on this one fishing trip, and they became pretty good friends. Like, they would lay out on the boat at night and look at the stars and try to, like, compete against each other to make the best constellations, and they would talk to each other about their lives and their families. Yeah, they were really, they had, like, a nice friendship, but then Ezekiel dies and Salvador is alone. 
And it's, again, it's like a little over two months in. And as we know, this guy survives over a year out at sea. So the rest of that uh. time is just Salvi. <laughs> just our man, Salvi, just, just killing it. Just good old Salvi fucking yeah. killing it out there. At this point, I'm just calling him our master survivor. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good. Um, he does a lot of stuff that we talked about in, like, the kidnapping episode where, like, you just keep your mind occupied. You start imagining that you're not there. You're anywhere but there. He wakes up in the morning and he takes walks where he'll just like pace the length of the boat, but pretend that he's somewhere else. Um, he thinks about meals he would want to be eating. He watches for boats on the horizon. He's paying attention to the phases of the moon. He's doing anything he can to sort of keep his mind occupied so that he's not like, quote, sitting there and thinking about death all the time. Yeah, like poor poor Zeke. Yeah, exactly. Like you can totally see that like these two men have this completely different idea about how to pass their days and one of them is pretty sure they're going to die from the very beginning and he dies. Like yeah. his mental state was not good. He was very pessimistic about it the whole time whereas Salvador is like fuck this, like I'm just going to go on living even though it's very hard. He does say he also thought about his daughter a lot and he regretted not being in her life and how if he gets out of this, he's going to go see her again. Aww. Yeah, so he had a lot of reasons to live and keep going on and eating whatever he can and devising new things, ways to get other things to eat. Um, so that's him for months. I'm going to be a little morbid for a second. Yeah. Like, Do you know if, like, was, was the corpse of Zeke just mm. chilling? You're right. I should have mentioned he did keep his body for a couple of days and talked to it um because he was just like hey, hey what you doing sane, i guess exactly he was like up, i just but... didn't want to think it happened for a while so yeah. i just pretended it didn't and i would be, be both sides of the conversation and i would ask him what death was like and like what he was eating in heaven <laughs> and like yeah it didn't sound great but he did eventually after like a few days i'm well, sure it was getting pretty nasty yeah. out in the sun all day yeah decomp rigor all yep. of that it would get pretty stinky pretty fast yeah so he did eventually tip his body over into the ocean and let it go but that's, that's good. I can't believe I almost forgot to mention the part where he talks to a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Over this period of time, he is almost rescued once. Aww. Almost. Yeah, a boat comes up really close to him. And they're very clear about, like, the way the boat is, the fact that it's just flat. It's almost impossible to see if you're more than half a mile away from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this boat came really close. People are on that boat. They see him. He's waving and screaming that he needs help. But they don't hear that, I guess, because they just keep waving at him like it's chill. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was like, he's screaming at them like, what do you think? I'm on a day trip. Like, <laughs> I need help. And they just sail on by. Like, holy shit. I can't imagine watching, like, your rescue just leave. Yeah. Without ever realizing. That's, like... That's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. He made it, no, but like he made it so far. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the one chance of hope he had after his, like, best friend, well, not best friend, but, like, you know, super close friend, right. all that shit, just, like, kicked the bucket. Right. And, like, yeah, he was so close. He got closer. Like, it's so... It's the ocean. There's no reason to think that another boat would pass by him necessarily. No. To even get that chance once and have it just pass you by is, like, devastating. And he did say, he was like, that was pretty bad. I, at that point, kind of 
started giving up. I had to really force myself to do things, to get up, to walk around, to get out of the boat and swim when I was sure there weren't any sharks. <laughs> yeah. He used to throw bird's feet into the water. And if sharks didn't come for them, then he was like, probably good. Swim time. <laughs> probably good for swims. Um, yeah. So obviously, like, this is the hardest thing he's ever done. But he keeps on living. And then one day, he wakes up. It's over a year after this started, he wakes up and he sees shorebirds and it's, and then Aww. eventually, yeah, like birds that don't go out, they're not traveling over the ocean for long expanses. They are near shore. So he knows that there has to be land somewhere. And as he keeps drifting, he can start to see this little strip of land. So he cuts his buoy, which is, you know, sort of a risk. Cause if something bad happened, he, he has no stability anymore. Yeah. yeah, but he was trying to get there as fast as possible, and eventually the current brings him to this little island where eventually he just jumps the fuck out of the boat. Oh, yeah. Runs under the, the... Yeah, yeah he shit. says he just laid in the sand and held onto the sand. It turns out this island is just one of a very tiny islands that are sort of bunched up in the area, um, and there's only two people who live there, <laughs> and they just have a house there, and they find him... And he gets to radio sort of the mainland. And it turns out that he has gone 5,000 miles away Holy from where shit. he started. Wow. And if he hadn't hit this one island, if he hadn't hit any of those islands, he probably would have had another 3,000 miles to go before he hit the Philippines. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. So this was incredibly lucky that he happened to see, to get close enough to this island to see it. So, yeah. So he had to be on... Like the Pacific side of Mexico and not the Atlantic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't like super specific about where exactly. I'm like he trying to think of how he could Mexico. get there, going through like the Atlantic right. and like into like the Indian Ocean, mm -hmm. and like like he'd hit land somewhere in there. No. Right. Okay. No. So I think yeah, he was on the. He spent all of it, like all of it, literally on the boat. Right. And not, like, he didn't, like, find an island until the very end. Yeah. That's incredible. Right. I When I first like, I was half this... expecting, like, oh, he found a little, like, tiny abandoned island and, no. like, fucking, and he fucking ate bananas cast... all day. Yeah, he cast yeah. away, like, Tom Hanks yeah. for a while. And yeah. then, yeah, no, not it at all. It was going to be Swiss Army Man, and then it turned into, uh, right. Yeah, on this a... is... It's just him on a boat. How big... That is, there's not a lot of islands in the Pacific Ocean. No, so like he's just stumbling it's on pretty, a needle pretty in a sparse. haystack. Yeah, he's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, and like I'll say, like this isn't even the f like only story I've read of like survival on sea, and people just losing their minds yeah. seems to be the biggest problem. Yeah, because they'll just they'll start hallucinating. They'll think that they see land or they, that that the ocean is like something they need to do and they, they just jump overboard like that is such a huge problem is people just losing it well it's and just that... it's just like the desert of being out in the sun mm -hmm. all day with little access to water or anything except that water is also everywhere and it drives you insane that nothing yes. can't help you in any way water water everywhere and Not whatever that drop old to dude drink wrote. yeah <laughs> water water everywhere and whatever that old dude wrote <laughs> Oh, my, oh my God. God. But, yeah, so, like, Salvador, I mean, he got lucky there at the end, but there was no luck in between there. And no. he, it was all him the whole time, 
killing it. I'm so proud sometimes of him. Sometimes literally. Yeah. Sometimes literally killing a lot of things and eating them raw. Jesus. So, yeah. Um, he's you want to bet he fucking hates sushi. Oh, I, you know, I didn't read anything about, like, any problems he had with food specifically, but he does have a very severe fear of water. <laughs> like, mm, that's fair. Why. Yeah, that's getting back fair. to El Salvador on a boat was oh. very difficult for him. Yeah. They didn't um, fly him? I mean, I don't know if that tiny island had a way, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, that's most of what I've heard. I know that, like, for a long time he was avoiding the press. Um, yeah. But he did eventually do several interviews. And then a man named Jonathan Franklin wrote a book about his journey called 438 Days. So I totally want to read that. Why isn't this made into a movie? I don't know. That'd be dude. a very depressing movie. Right. So, yeah, that is the survival story of Salvador Alvarenga. Hmm. Killed it. Just fucking killed it. Wow. So, yeah. <sighs> Could have been worse, I guess. Still a bit of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is less of a downer. It's actually an upper. I'm stoked about that. Because, <laughs> you know, tornadoes. <laughs> oh, oh, get it? my <laughs> God. <laughs> I need you to leave. Oh, oh, I need you to get almost. out of your own house. Fucking it. Segway. <laughs> I um, I. Speaking of tornadoes, in a oh. in a nice little story of how cat just—it's a miracle that cat is fucking alive, <laughs> given all of the stupid shit I've done. Totally slept through a tornado. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, man, I slept through a tornado. What? Uh, it was uh, but, 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 it was somewhere in Illinois whatever i was visiting my mom for the summer mm -hmm. and uh i was i uh, god i was like 16 or something um very very long story short there was like these huge storms and everybody and and it was like oh whoa the wind's really picking up and we were like whatever like it's i just kind of went I'm, I'm going to bed like <laughs> i'll hear like sirens or some shit when i oh my god nope <laughs> um i i went downstairs and I literally just remember, like, going to grab the cereal, looking to my left, and, like, through the glass doors, and somebody's shed was, like, in our backyard all crumpled up. Oh, so it was close. Yeah, and I was like, hey, uh, what happened? <laughs> you, you don't remember, like, the sirens or me trying to get you up until I physically, like pulled you up out of bed and into the basement i'm like no oh my god what? you were asleep while being dragged down to the basement i guess <laughs> anyway i'm sorry your story is way more interesting than that me is dumb. not how you survive a thing <laughs> i'm still alive just go to bed I got a rabbit's foot shoved up my ass I have to say, whereas, like, the fear of the ocean thing is a pretty big one for me, I'm less afraid of tornadoes, but they still... I am 100% terrified of tornadoes. They're scary things. I will never move into Tornado Alley for this reason alone. <laughs> some people, some parts of this country have no idea what it's like to be in a tornado or to do tornado drills or to have that even be a part of your life. It's, like, such a specific part of the country, and really only in this country do they have that specific type of thing too yeah it's weird have you been in one in a tornado yeah like inside of one or i mean during one? <laughs> i mean like hasn't has one ever come close not like super close okay i mean the closest is when one hit the south side and i was downtown oh yeah that's right we were in the same building yeah and we didn't know each other yet 
Nice. I was doing crew for Chicago, and you went and, and I, saw it. Yeah, and I got this. Jimmy John's showed up. Do you remember what? that? <laughs> I was a little busy. There's a there's a tornado, and Jimmy there John's is like. There's a tornado, and some dude walks in, like, literally, it was out of a fucking commercial. It <laughs> made my entire year. Leave it to James Jonathan to just never give up and get you your goddamn sandwich. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's messed up. Yeah. There was one time, like, here, I was driving to the mall for whatever reason I needed to go to the mall. So I head through lacrosse into Onalaska and it's pouring down rain. Like mm-hmm. it's really, really coming down and like nobody's going very fast because nobody can see a damn thing. Yeah. Yep. Finally get to the mall, walk inside and there's people at the entrance. Like you need to get into our patented storm shelter. That's TM. right over here. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. <laughs> yeah. They have, turns out the, the mall has this whole hallway where you're yeah. supposed to go in yeah. case of a tornado. Yeah. Whoa. So I've been back there now with yeah. a bunch of other people who were super salty about it. <laughs> yeah. When I, um, <laughs> I was in college mm-hmm. and I lived in this rickety old apartment building with a whole bunch of other theater people. We all like basically rented all of the apartments in that building. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And I had gone to see a movie and as I was driving up to the movie theater, the sky started looking real funny. I turned around, I went home Ooh. and the two guys that lived on the first floor, they liked to go out and do like mudslides in the rain. So like they're dorks. in like their board shorts and like no shirts. Yeah. And they're really excited What's to see me on? as they're standing in the rain. They're waving. And then all of a sudden, it changes to this panicked wave to come inside. Because oh. literally, as I had pulled up to park, the tornado siren started. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they're like, hey, yeah, look, come play with us. And they're oh, my God, get inside now. <laughs> That's kind of the problem with the tornado is, like, it could be happening right next to you or it could be six miles away. You have no idea of knowing until the damage is already happening. Like, they're invisible until they start picking up a lot of debris. So you just have no goddamn yeah. idea. We drove through a tornado warning once. Ooh. Through Madison, mm-hmm. which has had tornadoes touched down. Yes. In my dad's neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're just like, you know what? We're driving at night. If it hits, it hits. But we're going to get through this county. Yeah. That's the biggest damn YOLO. Speaking of riding through tornadoes, did this dude, like, ride on it? <laughs> so, I have no idea what this story I'm is. I'm so excited, like, you guys. I've heard, tell like, me. brief snippets in the car. <laughs> okay. Not really. So, let's hear it. So, 2006. It's March. Mm-hmm. We're in Missouri. Okay? Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. In March. So, already a little weird, but... Sure. I mean, Missouri. So this guy, <laughs> Matt Suter, is 19, hanging out in his grandma's trailer. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> when suddenly there was a twister. So it's reported that he tried to shield himself from the storm by standing on the sofa. <laughs> so that he could, keep awesome. the, so he could keep the living room window closed. Uh, oh. What? So... I'm confused. <laughs> what he he shielded himself from the storm by trying to keep the window closed. That's not how Rather you would shield. Like he had to stand on a sofa to yeah, get to the to door to keep the oh. window closed. Oh, but you're also not supposed to go anywhere near windows. Yeah, well, Just get yeah. out of there. <laughs> and he's um, I'll I'll get into this. Uh, he's in his boxers, mm. standing on the sofa, holding Amazing. this window shut. 
Uh, I mean, have any of us been 19 and not gone to our grandma's house and sat in our boxers? Yes. Just saying. Me. <laughs> <laughs> this is very normal behavior. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is a quote from Matt. It got louder and louder, like 10 military jets coming at us. Suddenly, there was lots of pressure inside the house. The front and back doors that were both locked came off their hinges and blew out. Ooh. I looked at my grandma. I looked at my grandma in the kitchen, and the walls were moving. The roof was moving. The floor was moving just like jello. Oh, my God. I could feel the whole trailer tipping over. Holy shit, no. A trailer is the worst place yes. to be. Oh my so God. this twister had 150 mile per hour winds. It ripped open. The mobile home. Did it tell you, like, is it in, like, an F4 or whatever? I, like, whatever it category it was, it was Yeah, in. the F stands for fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you four, fuck you five. Because <laughs> I think it has something to do with the... Oh, I am no, pulling up the Fujita scale. scale. I like fuck better. No. <laughs> what level so, of fuck? It would have been an F2. Okay. So not so like still powerful, horrible, but power, but yeah. not like it's going to just level everything. Right. F2 will just kind of rip things to pieces, mm -hmm. but not just leave nothing. Miles wide devastation. Yeah. yeah. So 150 mile per hour winds. It carried Matt away. Wait. So it, it, just, literally... it just picked him up and went, nah, you, yes, you'll do nicely. And then like <laughs> scooped him up. The, the tornado <laughs> sucked him out of the trailer through a collapsing wall. Where is his grandma? I just have to kitchen. know. So like it just 360 making... no scopes him out of this trailer. Yes. <laughs> leaves ah, the yes. grandma. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Gertrude, your son is mine. Her so name's definitely it took Gertrude. Him. No, I have her name. Her name is not it's Gertrude. It's Gertrude. It is not Gertrude. <laughs> what is it? You'll can you just go down? <laughs> I'm fine. Her name is Linda. <laughs> okay, that's also a great grandma name. <laughs> Not for you, Linda. <laughs> okay, Linda, so... I would have your grandson. <laughs> it took him. It carried him the length of, like, four football fields. Uh -huh. So it turned out to be 1,307 feet <coughs> is how long this tornado took him Holy away from home. Shit. Oh, my God. That's so far. It threw him... Over a barbed wire fence. Sure. And then an additional, like, 200 yards before dropping the unconscious mat, and this is the quote from the actual article, into soft grass of an open field. <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> I imagine that there's dew on the grass and the sun <laughs> is just coming like, up. <laughs> honestly, if somebody no-scoped me and carried me up into the fucking sky, I would want to lie in a soft Yes. Yes, that's the, the only. It could have deposited him in a parking lot. Like <laughs> it could have been real bad. He could have been really. He was bad. very lucky. The roof of another house. Like so, he had a gash in his head from being hit by a lamp. Was it also in the tornado? Probably. It was probably the Fuck lamp that yeah. was next to him. Yeah. It also no scopes the lamp, and he's yeah. just riding with Listen, it. Listen, <laughs> tornado plus precision is not a thing. That is, it is that's now. That's why no this seems so people. weird. Yeah. Why him and not Linda? So he needed he needed five surgical staples. That's it. And he's probably had some other cuts and bruises, but that was sure. the main like injury. No broken wow. bones or anything. No. What so I mean, right? He got carried. By a tornado and only needed five staples while he was in his boxers. Yeah, right. Kay? 
He doesn't even have any clothing that would, like, cover him from no. getting a bunch of cuts and stuff. You guys, seriously, I can't make this shit up. This is fucking incredible. I need like, to meet this dude. So I know. Where is he? Missouri. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he left. <laughs> maybe you get the fuck out of Missouri. You tornado know whisperer. <laughs> tornado rider. So then he said in an interview, everything was gone. I could see debris from the trailers and garage everywhere. Oh, my God. It finally hit me that it must have been a tornado. <laughs> As he was being deposited. He was unconscious. He was Before unconscious. That, I thought it might be the hand of God. <laughs> or just, just a stiff was... breeze. Yeah. And then he said, I figured they were dead or hurt really bad. Uh, so I took off running from my best friend's house. Oh, dang. Not your grandma, though. Fuck Linda. No, because he Fuck saw Linda. the debris from the trailer and he thought they were dead. Oh, so he was just like, so there's he's like, I need I to get there. help. Oh. Uh, uh. So the National Weather Service is actually who determined that he was carried 1,307 feet. They so, came out there with measuring tape and were just like, we have to know exactly how far because this is amazing. It's a record. <laughs> I, oh, my God. No, it's you- literally, you guys, it's a record. No one else had been carried over 1,000 feet since 1955 and survived it what a fucking honor i'm just i'm picturing a bunch of fucking nerdy scientists like slamming open the door going get this folks grab your measuring tapes we got one (laughs) (laughs) everyone just laughs out the guinness book of world records comes crawling out of like nowhere (laughs) we're just like yes we have one let us go we will find it the other longest previously documented incident happened in Bodle, south dakota Sure. On July 1st, 1955, when a tornado carried a nine-year-old girl and her pony <laughs> Whoa. 1,000 feet before setting them down virtually unhurt. Was she Friendship riding the magic. She was on the pony. And the tornado picked up the girl and the pony and took them on a joyride from hell. Pony like, tornado, colon, friendship is magic. Like, I need that. I need that. <laughs> Why isn't this a movie, too? Like, I feel like all of these tornadoes are just, like, benevolent spirits that really want to try their best to, like, chill with people but just keep fucking it up and destroying everything in their path you ever play sim city it's like the tornado is just one of those people being like you know what i'd actually like this little girl and her pony to be over here now (laughs) (laughs) so matt's grandma Mm. linda Mm -hmm. oh yeah linda and his uncle robert Mm -hmm. were both buried in the wreckage of the trailer but they both survived yay so his uncle was just chilling too yeah somewhere in the trailer i don't know where that tornado was on Matt, they it wanted him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Linda, Linda said, "I started hollering for Matt immediately, but there was nothing left where he'd been standing. <laughs> I just panicked. It was awful. I wanted to find him, but I didn't want to find him dead. Ooh. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So unable to find her grandson, Linda just you know started to dig out her son, you know his uncle. Right. And then in the meantime. Kurt, you know, kind of covered in blood from his head wound, mm-hmm. just shows up at his neighbor's house. And the neighbor uh, said, he said the storm blew him way out into the field and he didn't know if his grandma or uncle were alive. His feet were all cut up. I don't know how he made it this far. Jeez. Adrenaline. Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. So Oof. Matt's doctor said the lack of serious injuries beyond the head wound corroborated Matt's account of events. 
So if he had been blown across that field, there would have been more body surface areas abraded and contused than what he had. Whoa. Oh, okay. so, you so mean... literally, like, he wasn't, like, dropped and rolled by the tornado. Like, the like tornado just kind of picked him up. <laughs> and set him down. Trotted along. Yes, and now. And then lightly laid him in a gentle field of and, daisies. And now you sleep. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on my journey. Thank you yes. for this adventure. I must go now. Sleep well. So Matt said he's he had planned in 2006, I don't know if he followed through, because teenagers, <laughs> to help his grandma rebuild. That's sweet. And then he wanted to join the Marines, which, yeah. The Marines would be like, this is going to be really hard, and he'd be like, ha, 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 I've ridden a tornado. <laughs> Talk to me when you've mastered the elements. (laughs) I am the Avatar. (laughs) I was just about to say that. He's the next Aang. Yes. He's just been an airbender this whole time. This whole time. time. Nobody knew it. Um, It's actually a true story. Uh, He actually caused the tornado as well. He just got real pissed at his grandma for nagging him. Come on, Linda. Here's the thing. He might have. Shut up. His quote. I've always told my girlfriend I wanted to see a tornado, but I sure didn't want to be in one. But he was saying he wanted to see a tornado, and nature's like, okay. It's like the secret. You put it out there in the universe. The the tornadoes are just trying to, like, help. I feel like they're all just gentle British men, possibly, like, Michael Caine. (laughs) They all have Michael Caine's voice. That F5 that went through, like, Oklahoma City. That That was, like, some trucker. That was, like, a mile wide. (laughs) Yeah. That's like Dewey the tornado. <laughs> That's just Dewey. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about Dewey. God, God damn it, Dewey. Dewey comes around every five or six years. It's fine. <laughs> oh so my yeah, God. I That's lo- Matt and his tornado ride. Are we all in agreement that tornadoes are sentient and yeah. That's regularly extra benevolent? terrifying now, though. <laughs> That's like extra terrifying. I don't want a tornado. I'm just going to scoot you up gently, good no. madam. No. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Put me down! I wish to converse with you. <laughs> Please, I know I am but a tornado. A cyclone, if you will. <laughs> but I, I, I too miss speaking to people. <laughs> I have no friends. I'm I, so lonely. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> oh, Someone so. get me new friends that's not shaped like a tornado. Yeah. All friends should be shaped like tornadoes. No, <laughs> I. All of my friends are shaped like tornadoes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Wow. All my so I guess are we tornadoes. aren't friends. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 oh. Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my survival tip. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't try and hold a window closed if there's a tornado outside, or guys. Do. And then just get gently deposited in a field of flowers. No, yes. that might be like Tornado Rhonda with a, I need to speak to your manager haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just going to pick you up and throw you into a mall. Honestly, though, if we have some tips about, like, if you actually are in a tornado or, like, you just know one is coming, things you should do and things you should not do. If you have a basement, if you go, go in the that, basement. Get as low to the ground as you can. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> Cat's number one tip. Be Wake conscious. <laughs> but yes, get as low to the ground as possible. Um, I think it's still true that like if you don't have, if you live in an apartment, there's nothing really you can bathroom. do. Go to the bathroom, sit in get the bathroom. Get in the tub. Mm-hmm. Why? Like I, I, I've heard it before. No windows. 
Yep. It's usually the most inward part, inward of... part, and will have like a supporting wall connected oh. to it. Mm-hmm. So there's less chance of the bathroom collapsing in on you. And right. if it does, the walls of the tub will protect you <laughs> yeah, from you can debris be in flying. Yeah, when the debris falls. Yeah, because it'll the still... lip of the tub will protect you. Right. What if you're shaped like noodles and then you need to contort? (laughs) What if you're shaped like noodles? Cat, are you concerned? (laughs) All right, then you need to contort or decide which foot you like best. Make yourself very small. (laughs) Um, A thing you should not do that used to be a myth. Uh, if you're out on the road, do, do not, not go under a bridge. Do not pull over and go under an overpass or a bridge. Do it's not. really That's bad. It's so idea. bad. The winds under an overpass can get really intense, and so can the pressure as the yes. storm about, goes over you. It will rip you apart. What yes. about doorways? That's earthquakes. That's earthquakes. <laughs> oh. You stand in a doorway during an earthquake if you can't get. I love you so much. <laughs> fucking incredible yeah that's more if about you... things falling on you yeah but... yeah you know where i really worry about having earthquakes in fucking ottawa ontario <laughs> if you're outside during a tornado they say to just lay flat face down on the lowest part of the ground you can find like 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 get into a ditch sort of thing yeah, yeah. do and they say protect... something about whether you should leave your car or not yes do not stay in your car okay that's... Get as far away from trees and cars as you can. But what if the tornado just wants to pick up an entire family? And it's much easier if they're in a vehicle. No. Everyone in this Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, hello. I do love myself a good Fiat. It's time for a, for a picnic, everyone. Guys, hello. Let's go. Guys, <laughs> please don't befriend a tornado. And if you do... You can sue Taylor and Cat. Leave me out of this. <laughs> if tornadoes, if tornadoes, spaghettios, but real tornadoes, turn, 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 tornadoes. <laughs> um, if tornadoes are sentient, they are all my friends. Just saying this to our tornado overlords. Yeah, Michael Caine, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine, who definitely voices all the tornadoes. Yeah, it's, listen, it's either Michael Caine or, like, uh, 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 Westworld. Shit. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's one of those two. Yeah. One's busy, the other does it. <laughs> okay, coming in with another actual tip, this unlike is, these fucks. This is trash. <laughs> Get a weather radio if you live in an area... That gets a lot of really bad storms. Get an actual mm-hmm. weather radio. They still sell them. Don't right. depend on your cell phone. Because if all those towers go down and you lose power and you don't have Wi-Fi anymore, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Plus, like, tornado sirens, sirens exist and they're good to listen to. But I also lived in Waupon, Wisconsin for a while and a tornado siren, siren went off Waupon. most days. Waupon. Yeah, it's um sort of north Could you just say central. that one more time? Wapan? Sounds like a kung fu like sound effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. A huge prison there. Uh, yes, there is a huge and creepy prison. But the tornado sirens went off there most nights, so it was kind of like, oh well. <laughs> like, so you stop listening to them. So yeah, a weather radio can stop all the confusion. Just pay attention to what's going on. Also, they will. Some states do sound the sirens for wind. Mm-hmm. Like Wisconsin. Yeah, that's probably oh, what's that just going into Silent Hill. No, oh. <laughs> they will. They will sound the siren for wind. When I was a kid, I thought it was escaped convicts every night. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nothing's creepier than that, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other really good tips? My other, my only other one, just from Salvador. Fucking take fucking good a page take, out of like, his book. Like champion Salvador. Yeah, like. 
stay optimistic, keep your mind busy, think of solutions, don't let your fear of death don't be <laughs> cause your death. Yourself. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's always gonna be my number one. Salvador's my hero, you guys. <laughs> like he I'm gonna dope as hell. I wanna meet him. If any yeah, me too. If anything bad ever happens to me, I'm gonna be like, man, what would Salvador do? Yeah. Can I like, get a live strong bracelet that says that? <laughs> live self. <laughs> live salve. <laughs> we good? You got any cool tips or are we good? No, that's it. All that's right. all I got. Fabulous. I mean, well, someone you. Googled, can a tornado happen at night? So <laughs> I'm not that confident in What uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're sleeping. No, they're afraid of the dark. <laughs> we mustn't venture to the dark place, Michael. <laughs> no, no, Michael. <laughs> All tornadoes are also named Michael after their voice actor. <laughs> it's either Michael or Anthony. Anthony. Anthony, I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't want to go out. It's too dark. Okay. <laughs> So thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry about everything that just happened. I want you guys I'm to not. know I'm not sorry at all. Neither is Cat. <sighs> Two out of three. All right. Have a great time, you guys. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks where we're going to talk die. about. Yeah. Don't die. Trust your gut. Uh, yeah. Don't masturbate in front of bears. Stop masturbating in front of those bears. Oh. I know what you're doing. Damn. We can all see what you're doing. Just because there's a blizzard outside doesn't mean nobody can see you. <laughs> Michael like... and Anthony are, are looking over you. <laughs> they know. Stop it. Stop it, you naughty boy. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thank Bye. you. Bye. This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening. Hey, Liz, do you remember that movie that came out a couple years ago with, like, the f five guys and the, and the one woman? I don't know, Maggie. Can you be a little more specific? Um, the, the woman had to dress up, like, really, really sexy, like, slits up her legs and boobs all over the place. The, the, guys, the guys just got to wear their normal clothes. Gosh, uh, thinking about it, that sounds like, um, every movie ever made. Do you want to make a podcast about it? I think we should. We should make a podcast because movies and TV need more girls. Yeah, they do. And what would we call it? Cool Story Needs More Girls? I like it. And where would we release it? Uh, let's do it with the Daily Gravy. When? Every other Monday. Perfect. See you there.